If you're looking for the best horror, thriller, sci-fi and WTF audio fiction this side of the apocalypse, then you should listen to The Other Stories. With over 500 stories on the podcast feed already and news stories dropping every single Monday morning, The Other Stories is your new best friend. Check out The Other Stories today on any and all podcast platforms or head to theotherstories.net. After all, these aren't the stories your mother used to tell you. These are The Other Stories. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to the Horror Hangout, a podcast where two bitty film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. My name is Luke Condor Kate, joined by my regular co-host, Mr. Mr. Ben Errington. And we've got a guest with us today, uh, a certain Mr. Ryan Chisholm. How's it going, Ryan? You all right? Yeah, very good. Thank you for having me on the show. That's all right. That's cool. Um, I always see you sort of knocking around in the, uh, the Facebook group every now and again and, and, and chatting and that kind of thing. So, I mean, are you a big horror movie person? So, I, I ignored the genre for so many years because growing up, I was always watching the horrors that were pretty crap, like the, you know, the typical teen horrors. Yeah. And it was a few years ago watching It Follows. It kind of woke me. I was like, wow, there's like so much of the horror genre I've been missing out on. Yeah, yeah. So, the last few years, I'm a big, big fan and catching up, really. Oh, okay, so uh, what like what would you say it follows, and is there any other ones that have like really kicked you in the nutsack, and you're like, oh, that's great, <laughs> this is fantastic. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like I, I like the uh, the uh, Ari Aster films. I, I didn't yeah. like Hereditary the first time I saw it, but the second time I really took it in, shit it. Yeah, uh, Jordan Peele's. Uh, it's kind of just the obvious new ones really have really got to me but then yeah i've gone back and watched some old ones the evil dead remake absolutely loved that one yeah it's great it's fantastic yeah cool what, are you, you right ben how you doing good times i'm all right mate just just taking it all in just taking it all in realizing how similar we all look yeah, all got yeah like a little yeah. bit a little bit of the beard we're all follically challenged you know we gotta to stick together us guys yeah has he actually got a camera <laughs> on i can only see ben Oh, um, yeah, I have got my camera on, but uh, I don't know if, oh. if I don't know. <laughs> I have got it on, I think, haven't I? I'll just look at Ben the whole time. <laughs> yeah, you might want to, you well, want to see him. It makes no difference. We both look the same. Yeah, yeah. You'd be like, yeah, who, which, which person am I? Ben, but the other way. 
If we put our heads together, we'd look like a dog trio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's, that's it. Which one's which? They're all the same, aren't they? They're all the bloody same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, uh, yeah, so is there any news going on? What's cracking on? I mean, I know there's the big news, but is there any sort of smaller, less scary news? What's the big, what's news? the bloody big news? Okay. Less scary news. Yeah. So, uh, there's not a lot of news. Like, I've been scouring the web, the World Wide Web, looking for news that isn't scary. When I, well, I've seen loads of scary news, but all oh, of it's real that's life. A scary one. <laughs> the, yeah, the whole of the news is scary at the moment. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, a lot of it, may, mainly just things getting cancelled and things not happening anymore. But like, I don't know what what point it can get to now, where if something's going to get cancelled, I'm going to be shocked in any way. Mm-hmm. Like, Glastonbury got cancelled. It's like, right, yeah, expected that. Uh, everything, yeah. So films are getting cancelled. Obviously, our um, team to the Olympics now. They're not going. Uh, Bad news, our guys. Team. Yeah. Oh, you mean not me? Uh, not British my? Team. Not me yeah. and you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we've been training them all year and they can't go anymore they're going to be so disappointed yeah. they're going to be fuming sorry guys but yeah it's just things getting cancelled like Walking Dead series is like stopping they're stopping being being made there's films obviously that have made and ready to take in mm-hmm. so like A Quiet Place 2 which has been suspended indefinitely do you think obviously some studios this week have been releasing films uh, on demand Invisible Man The Hunt for example do you well, think that's going to happen to films like that, or do you think things like A Quiet Place are too big, too big a release for them to I, hedge their bets? But I, I, who knows now? I mean, how long is this thing going to go on? The cinemas are now like you, you can't go into them; they're closed. You could try, you can get in there if you really yeah. try, but there's nothing on. Yeah. So I mean, I, I've, I've made it clear <laughs> that like uh, <laughs> I've made it clear that I don't, I don't know if I agree with this sort of releasing online thing because it's going to take all that dollar away from the cinemas. And the cinemas are probably already struggling a bit anyway. Um, so, oh, this... so this week we saw that Cineworld have apparently like laid off loads of staff. So they've yeah. laid off staff who apparently um, who were like full time and had worked there a certain amount of time. So they didn't. I, I wasn't sure. I kind of just saw the headline. Did you see that? Yeah. I mean. Um... So, I mean, even if this kind of like blows over in a few months, which I probably won't. But, you know, the mm-hmm. optimist in me thinks it might. Then Cineworld's like screwed. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I kind of feel like they should hold back the films and just release them properly when mm. the time comes. But I don't know if that's going to happen because this is going to go on way longer than I thought it would. So they just need to get these films out now. <laughs> what has everybody doing, been doing in quarantine then currently? Oh. Uh, I watched The Platform on Netflix. Oh, is that good? I saw a review on yeah, that. Box. It looks all right. I really enjoyed that. It was... um. For an hour and a half film, it was a bit slow. Um, like everything about it was interesting. Oh, this is taking like an hour and a half. Longer than it was. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, sorry, Ryan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I was just say like, yeah. Obviously, it was only an hour and a half. Um, but because it was all in one location, it, it yeah. did drag a bit. But you know, most of it was good. So. Where was the location? <laughs> what was the location? Uh, is, so they're in they're in a vertical prison underground. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so is it is it an English film? Is it English language? No, so it's in Spanish. But when you load it up on Netflix originally, the the default option is English dub. It's the worst. And it yeah, it, it wound me up straight away because obviously the links lip sync was all off. Yeah, didn't have doing it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> 
yeah, I know what you mean. It's a little bit, it can be a little bit frustrating. I didn't really know much about that film until you mentioned it on Twitter. So I'll probably will check it out. Yeah. Seeing this is on Netflix. Is it like a new release? Like it's just come out on Netflix? Yeah, it- I think the trailer came out about a week about a week or two weeks ago, and then mm-hmm. it just went straight to Netflix on Friday. Sweet. Very nice. Uh, have you been watching anything else, Ryan? Is that is that it, really? What, horror-related horror or anything else? I uh, re-watched The Invisible Man, because, well, we were just talking about films being released on stream, so I did read that, even though I'd already paid to see it in the cinema. Yeah, yeah, it's good. So, it's um, a really good one, that. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. No, so you've, um, yeah, so you've seen it. You've seen it twice now. Uh, yeah, I did. So it's my housemate hadn't seen it, so we oh, were okay. going to go to see it at the cinema together. <laughs> um, and then I was like, "Well, it's on demand now. Let's just get it on this one." Did did the tension like hold up in the, on a rewatch, even though you kind of knew where it was going? For me, it didn't because I knew it, because we were watching it on my TV in the living room rather than in the cinema, and I knew what was coming. It was yeah. less tense. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my housemate still said it was quite intense, but I, you know, it was on his phone a little bit, as you would be when you're watching a film at home rather than cinema. So I do yeah. think that might have taken it away a little bit, but he still enjoyed it, and I liked it on the second time. So yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think I'll watch that, rewatch that one, probably leave it a little bit longer first. Yeah, um, it doesn't really feel like that long ago since I watched it, but yeah, that was cool. Have you uh, watched anything, Luke of Condor? I don't know. I feel like I've watched a lot of Hell's Kitchen. But that's sort of accidental. <laughs> like um, accidental. Well, you just kind of sit down and you just accidentally press play on the episode of Hell's Kitchen, and then it's on for hours. It doesn't stop. It's just constantly on. <laughs> it's um, just because it's playing more than one episode. That episode isn't four hours long. It's just more than one. You know that, right? I wonder why the people kept changing every thirteen hours or so. Hang <laughs> on a minute. Who's <laughs> this lot? <laughs> There, there was actually a tweet about that I saw online. Like some someone's granddad was like watching Netflix and didn't know that it wasn't a film. So he was just like, oh, "I was up for ages watching that. I just didn't finish." So that's you, Luke. Like, the episode's just rolling on. You're like, "Who's gonna win Hell's Kitchen?" Yeah. Are you still, are you still watching? Kitchen. Do they win? Uh, they are you do. Still watching they, this. Everyone wins in a way, but um, yeah. apart from the ones that get eaten by Gordon Ramsay. But yeah. it's I, what else did I do? So I watched that. I played Shadow of the Colossus, which is the, the remake on the PlayStation Four. Uh, which, yeah. if you don't know, is about a guy, uh, like a little elf man who has a dead wife or a dead girlfriend, and he travels to these cursed lands, and he makes a deal with this unseen, uh, bodiless voice that he's going to kill these sixteen colossus. We were sort of scattered around these lands, uh, and then he's going to bring his wife back. Um, and it's it's a beautiful, sp- like sparse, amazing game. It is amazing, but man, is it frustrating! Like, there's like a horse who you you press X to climb on the horse, but then it doesn't climb on the horse. It just like somersaults over him. Like, there's so many. The camera angles kind of forced their way to like they they forced you to look at the pretty bits of the game which is fine but if you want to look a certain way you want to look a certain way um and yeah i don't know i i very nearly uh quit because i was just so frustrated with it but i'm it's good it's a good game you should play it <laughs> yeah was that, was that shadow of colossus yeah yeah i've got it lined up did i uh did i mention the resident evil 3 demo last week did i mention that i don't think i did because it came out on thursday you did a playthrough right yeah, I did a little playthrough. It's pre- I mean, it's pretty short. Like you could probably smash through it in 
you know, if you were really rushing for it, you'd probably do it in like 10 minutes. Take your time a bit, maybe like triple that. But yeah, it uh, seems really good. A bit more action orientated than Resident Evil 2. Uh, Nemesis turns up near the end. Uh, yeah, it's good. I like how I like you can it. do that move. There's like a move in this one where it's like when you thought there was another step, but there isn't a step. Yeah, you know I mean? exactly that. <laughs> or when you do it and your, whole, and your soul leaves your body. When you're like walking down the stairs it's in the morning and then you miss it. <laughs> soul leaves your body. You can do that. And you know, it's handy because I find in Resident Evil 2, like yeah. the zombies have got such reach. It almost feels unfair. Like you're trying to dodge things. I, and I you're find that reaching really and grabbing you. It's like a game of TIG. Do you call it TIG in Bristol? Uh, what's that like? Like tag? Tag? Yeah, yeah, we call it TIG. Yeah, I guess. TIG. <laughs> and he won't let it different. Tug. Bloody it's a different game, that. But anyway, TIG. Uh, so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the, the zombies, like um, Resident Evil 2, when you're running away, and you see their hands sort of creeping into the camera from behind. Yeah, that's a, it's a good, it's a good creepy feel. That it was good. Uh, what have I, what, what have I watched? Have I told you what I've watched? I'll tell you what I've no. watched. <laughs> so I watched, uh, I watched a, a film called Swallow. Oh yeah, which wait, I kind that of... was about this last time, didn't you? Did you? Did maybe I? we just we spoke to each other every day this week. Yeah, yeah. So maybe I've, maybe... I've spoken. Right there we go. I've spoken about Swallow already. See, the days are already merging into one. No, uh, I don't know what, if you what... have on the podcast. I don't I know. Just I have. Told... Okay, all right. I have. I have spoken about it on the podcast. I have. I have. Oh. I've just checked the date. So just check the date. Okay. Yeah, so I saw you tweet about it. I think last Monday, because that's when I realised it was actually available to watch. Yeah. 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 So uh, I'll skip through that. So I did watch a film called Guns Akimbo with. Um, oh, cool. Daniel Radcliffe. Uh, it's like a cross between Crank and Shoot 'Em Up, which are both like obviously utterly, utterly ridiculous. I quite like Shoot 'Em Up. Yeah, I quite like Shoot 'Em Up as well. Um, this film, bit, I kind of there's a bit of Shoot 'Em Up of. where he um, he's like trying to shoot something, but he can't quite focus, and he bites yeah. a carrot, and everything comes yeah. into focus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eat this your greens. I was about to say, the only thing. Anything I can remember about shoot 'em up is something to do with a carrot. Like, yeah. I don't remember anything else. <laughs> it's the best moment. Mm. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So this was like I kind of. Oh, it was all right. It was kind of interesting. Quite. It was quite a bit of fun. Samara Weaving's in it, and she's like amazing and everything. I've decided now. So since Ready or Not, since like the Babysitter, now we've got Guns Akimbo. She is just like. She, she is kicks amazing. Up, like, yeah, all yeah. kinds of ass in this. It's kind of like got some stylistic choices in it that feel a bit dated in this. Mm. It feels a bit like you remember when like Scott Pilgrim came out, mm-hmm. and then after that, all the films had like these little pop up, you know, text messages or various things, scores, yeah. and you know, various things like that. It feels like it's going for that, even though like I guess sort of ten years too late. Daniel Radcliffe's fine. It was, you know, it's, it's sort of like. Maybe outstays its welcome a little bit, even though it's only an hour and a half long. Do you know one of those films that kind of feels like, all right, I'm kind of itching now. I kind of want yeah, it to yeah. finish. Wasn't it yeah. made quite a few years ago, though, and just taken this long to come out? Yeah, I think I've heard that. I think it's that been a couple of years. explain why it was maybe like they've gone for a bit of an older style. Or like maybe at the time they made it, it was, yeah, this is the cool, hip thing to do. And then they sat on it for ages and then they released it. And they're like, ah, oh, that's not cool anymore. Okay, so. And why I also watched cabin fever <laughs> so oh yeah in there. um yeah uh, so i guess we chose to watch this because well 
literally just live now during the show, we found out that we're going to be going into lockdown this week in the UK. Uh, so, yeah, there's going to be a lot of time to develop cabin fever, hopefully not a flesh-eating virus, but maybe something similar. Uh, how do you feel about watching films like this when you're living in a situation like this? So a lot of people are watching Contagion this week. Yeah, that's um, on my list. Ever things. I've kind of, I kind of thought Contagion, maybe World War Z, maybe mm. a few other things, and kind of this. Uh, gives you a bit of escapism, doesn't it? Contagion is a weird one because that's meant to be very realistic, right? So you'd watch that, and I imagine you'd go, oh, we're all fucked. But yeah. Cabin Fever... I, I can't not, remember how not. it ends. <laughs> I can't remember how Contagion ends, whether it ends with, like, actually, it's going to be all right, or whether they go, actually, you're all fucked. I don't know. I've, yeah, I've never I, actually seen I, it. I saw it in the cinema, <laughs> but I can't remember it now, so that's why I'll rewatch it this yeah. week. I can't remember it very well, either. But yeah, so I guess Cabin Fever is escapism, because we're not at the... There are no homicidal locals trying to get in our get in our houses. We're not yep. big chunk big chunks of our skin aren't falling off yet. It might be there might be something it's happens in the near future. Who's exactly? They've not done enough testing yet, have they? So, uh, <laughs> oh, pretty scary stuff. Well, uh, so uh, go on. Have you got um, some information or? Sure. So uh, yeah, so Cabin <laughs> Fever is a 2002 American horror comedy film. Would you say comedy? I guess. Yeah, yeah I guess I would. <laughs> Co-written and directed by Eli Roth in his directorial debut. It stars Ryder Strong, Jordan Ladd, what a lad, James DeBello, Serena Vincent, Joey Kern, and Giuseppe Andrews. The story follows a group of college graduates who rent a cabin in the woods and begin to fall victim to a flesh-eating virus. Uh, The inspiration for the film's story came from a real-life experience during a trip to Iceland where Roth uh, developed a skin infection. God, he's bloody... Calm down, mate. Based on a true story, I had a rash on my arse once. <laughs> Did it say arse rash in the... Uh, uh, in the I've added that, but okay, you know. Probably. It's probably, probably likely, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, so Rotten Tomatoes gave this a whopping 62% as the critic score. The audience gave it a 44%, um, which critics liked it more, weirdly. Okay, a letterbox is sitting around 28 out of five. So what's that? Like a a low C minus? That's a low C. I don't know. Um yeah, I mean this is a, this is way weirder than I remember it being. Like it's not as uh straightforward as I think I thought it was. Have you seen it yeah. before? I have seen it before, yeah, a long time ago. I don't remember hardly anything about it, but the tone of it I kind of must have completely forgot. Yeah. Because there's stuff there's stuff in this where I was just like, what? I kind of thought, I, as far as I remembered, it was sort of like a, a sort of teen horror style film. I didn't remember, didn't think of it anything else other than that. It didn't it's kind of got a bit of a comedy element to it, black comedy, a bit of ridiculous element. But yeah, how about you, Ryan? Yeah, uh, I'd never seen it before, so it was the first time watching it. Um, yeah, a comedy. I don't know if I, uh, yeah, I can see where they're going for because it's got that kind of the, the characters have that kind of silly charm to some of them. Dr. Um, Mambo, like the... or not Dr. Mambo, but the guy that Eli Roth plays, the stoner, kind of like he's a full on. <laughs> he looks like like a naughty like new metal band, like you can yeah. put yeah, it <laughs> and yeah. he would just fit it. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't question well, it at all. How does everybody feel about Eli Roth in general? Then, because obviously 
he was when he first sort of came onto the scene he was like quentin tarantino's protege a lot of people thought he was going to be the next big thing and i mean he's got some good films um what so okay, yeah so what, what films have we got so um yeah the only one other one i can think of is hostel Host- okay, so, yeah, hostel was a big one wasn't it okay Hostel yeah. 1 and 2. Um, one thing I remember him is that he did the fake trailer for Thanksgiving like in the Grindhouse films or in like okay. the, that Tarantino. Yeah. 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 Um, the Green Inferno, Knock Knock. Green Inferno, Death Green Inferno is uh, the first half an hour, first five minutes are pretty spot on, I think. But then it, then it, then weirdly the tone gets more similar to this, to Cabin Fever, when all the cannibals <laughs> eat a load of weed and they all get super stoned. Yeah. I've not actually seen Knock Knock with Keanu Reeves. Anybody seen that? No. No, I know of it, but yeah. Yeah, me too. It's the one where the Uh, girls arrive at his house and... hmm. Yeah, that's it. Don't want that happen. (laughs) Don't want any of that. (laughs) (laughs) Don't want any of that, mate. Yeah, so I guess... I I mean, I did just say he's done some good films, but I guess he's not really done any good films. He's kind of done... He's done films, but I I wouldn't say... Hostel's a good idea. I, I don't know if I can really remember it. Uh, but I think the concept is is a killer. The, the um, concept's a killer, but obviously now you go back to it after so many years of those sort of torture porn films hmm. that it's probably lost its impact. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. I remember around the time it came out, and I was quite young, so I didn't watch it, but even just hearing the plot of it, and I remember it really stuck with me. So like 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 Luke just said, it was a really good concept of the film, but I don't think they really pulled it off that well. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. And, and and films like that kind of have a certain amount of controversy around it, don't they? Where people go, "Oh my god, it's disgusting! It's so over the top, and it's pretty much yeah. like a snuff movie." And obviously, people go, "Is it?" And then they watch it, and then you're like, "Well, it's the same as everything else, really, isn't it?" But yeah, I mean, I, f- I remember quite liking the Green Inferno because I find sort of cannibalism and uh, yeah, kind of cannibalism and stuff like that. There's quite some in- horrific scenes in that as well. The, uh, yeah, some good, vi- good visuals as well. Yeah. And it's yeah. something a bit different, isn't it? Sort of taking place in the, in the middle of an island, like a tribe. Well, was it an island? Was it like South America or something? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so quite, a, quite an interesting concept. But apart from that, I guess he hasn't really reached the heights that I guess people thought he would. Hey, Ben. Like horror royalty? Go on. Knock, knock. Uh, who's there? Keon... Keanu who? Reeves. Oh, yeah, it's him again. <laughs> He's everywhere, isn't he? The Ageless Stranger. <laughs> that's classic. That's another film that's been put on hold. Matrix 4. Jesus. How dare you? Just put him in a How far into screen. making it did they even get? Um, what was that? You sound like you were like, coming in. How far in. into it did they get? I, hmm. I didn't even yeah. know they had begun production on it. I'd seen a couple of sort of things from the uh, from the set. I reckon they'd done two scenes. Yeah. <laughs> they'd done two <laughs> scenes, and they were like, "This coronavirus is <laughs> shutting us down." If only done two scenes, get yourselves home. Everybody locked down at Keanu's place. They'll do it all remotely. Everyone will just Skype in the recordings. <laughs> the Matrix. on a green screen <laughs> on a green screen. Yeah, and they could probably this, do that with film. today's today's technology. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. How long until we see the first film made entirely remotely? Uh, is that two years? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> two, two years. Come on, Luke. Luke, you could not one up in your garage in an afternoon, surely. 
<laughs> I can try. Okay. Right. Uh, so we got in this film. We got Ryder Strong, who I remember is the is the friend in Boy Meets World. Who? Uh, oh yeah, the lead guy. Yeah, that guy. Jordan. Yeah. Jordan Lad. That's actually a woman called Karen. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, these these guys were all okay, weren't they? I think. Uh, who's the um, who's the louder guy? He's got the fourth wheel, fifth wheel, even. Yeah, you know I recognise that guy. So. Yeah, me too. Yeah, he just looks like a uh, filler on a movie. Mm. Yeah, so I think when you watch like uh, the Cabin in the Woods, and like that film was obviously riffing off the stereotypes. This film kind of very much leans into the stereotypes. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Because you kind of got like the the stoner, the the jock. Type guy, I guess both of the girls are kind of like just. What well, is there's, there's the blonde and there's the brunette. That's... There's the blonde and there's the brunette. You got a blonde, <laughs> right? What more do you want? The, the yeah, but... personalities. <laughs> Tell me something about her personality. Well, she's blonde. What more do you want? <laughs> and there's a brunette as well. Bloody hell! <laughs> got yeah. enough of this no, going on. I think on. they do lean into more stereotypes that you've got. Like the brunette is more of like the the kind of the modelly cheerleader type one and then the blonde one is the more the girl next door type, you know, the one that the, the main guys kind of always had a crush on. Yeah. So yeah. The, like there is I don't a, think there's a slight difference in them. Were there any like characters that had any redeemable traits in it? Because the lead is like definitely a sex offender. We're pretty much <laughs> yeah. that's pretty much established yeah, at I some did, point. I so I'm like, to bring that up. <laughs> so I'm like who am I wait? Who am I rooting for here? Like, am I rooting for the sex offender? Am I rooting for like the like the psychopath, the guy who's like a coward who just like runs away for half of it? I think we should also root rooting? for the police boy, the one with the sort of the ratty mustache. Oh really? I kind of thought he was a bit. I kind of thought he was a bit of a. He's a surprise protagonist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was also he was also a bit nonce. He was definitely involved in yeah. some underage drinking at one point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, so I think underage, right? <laughs> no, I think <laughs> what we're supposed to be rooting for the true protagonist of this is the flesh-eating disease. Yeah, is it, it hasn't even got a name, is it? The cabin fever. <laughs> <laughs> you know the cabin fever from Cabin Fever. Yeah, cabin feveritis. It's um, yeah. So I mean, this story, the plot itself is really weird. I thought. It doesn't really seem to have a proper narrative structure. <laughs> like it just seems to introduce the concepts, and a bunch of stuff happens. Um, characters go off and do their own thing, and characters introduced, and then things die, and people die, and and then it, it doesn't seem to have nothing seems to have uh, actual consequences that sort of push the narrative through. If that makes sense, it kind of feels like it's got a bit of a moral to the story, which I guess. Is don't go to cabins. Someone, even if they've got a don't go to cabins, yeah. but even if someone's got a flesh eating disease where it looks like they're spewing <laughs> blood, if they're asking for help, don't beat the shit out of them. I yeah. guess. I just mm, I got I got the impression that you should beat the shit out of them quicker and better. Like you just don't want to get sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because as soon as yeah. you let them get in the car, you start spewing up everywhere. I mean, I don't know how these people got sick. It was in the water, so I guess it wasn't that guy's fault. To be fair, it could have they could they could have caught this a multitude of ways, couldn't they? I don't think it's just just the water. 
Did it kind of make you feel like you don't want to drink water anymore? Like, I'm not drinking any water anymore. I'm just going to be <laughs> drinking only, fan, only Fanta from only now on. Only Oasis Red. Only Oasis Red. <laughs> You're going to be brushing your teeth with it. You're going to be having a bath in it. Yeah. Um, okay, so the film starts. We've got um, our main character, the, fe- the cabin fever. And it starts out, we go see it, but it's in a dead dog. That's how it's... it's like humble roots inside a dead dog. And then this guy's like trying to the the uh, the hermit guy. I don't, I don't know if he's got a name. Um, um Henry. His name. name's Henry. Oh yeah, no, there is. Yeah, Henry. De Henry the hermit. Henry the hermit. Yeah. Okay, Henry the hermit's um trying to feed his dead dog, but the dog's dead. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. It's weird. It. it definitely doesn't look alive, unless so <laughs> when he um. Why is it middle all open? Where does this fever come from? Like we don't actually find out, right? We never find out what is the. I don't cause. think we ever find out now, which is why the film kind of like hints towards you know an, a, a sequel. Where I guess oh, I mean there okay. is a sequel, isn't there? There is a sequel, so I don't know where we find out something about it. Then whether it was created in a lab, whether it was you know whatever, whether a dog's inside just exploded one day and then that's what happened. I mean, it's probably just the dog ate ate some shit. Or something. Doug must have ate something. He ate, he ate his own shit. That's why. That's why. You, that's why you get cabin fever. Okay. So the uh, <laughs> Bernie, no Henry, opens up the dog. <laughs> and he gets splashed in the face. Uh, and then we cut to that's like our opening gambit. And then we cut to our main characters, uh, college students getting ready for some uh, cabin fun. I mean, this is like it must have been like an American staple. They must always go to cabins, right? I've never done it. Yeah. So apparently, it's to celebrate spring break. So clearly, I mean, with all this current virus stuff, I don't know if you saw some guys celebrating spring break and still going out and socially and like mixing socially. And then there was a story like literally two days later, which was fifteen confirmed cases of people from spring break have got coronavirus. Clearly, just spring break is bad. Spring break is bad for everybody. No matter how you're celebrating it, you're going to get some sort of disease, whether it's a skin-eating infection or coronavirus. Just stay away from spring break because we don't really have spring break in this country, do we? Well, I mean, what is the equivalent of that? Um, Easter uh, holidays, Harvest Festival. I was going to say, (laughs) 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 such a British thing. Spring break, maple dancing. Oh. Spring break, chug, chug, chug. The UK <laughs> equivalent is Harvest Festival. There's a tin of tin of tomatoes for you. But then again, chug I think that. The, the, the drinking culture in the UK is so much bigger than anywhere else. Anyway, yeah. that's why like, we don't need to have like if if we just kill ourselves. We're off, already we, drunk. We added to what we've already got. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're already drunk. We don't need a bloody spring break. There's another reason to do it. <laughs> have a bit of downtime. Has anybody else, I know I keep, this is maybe the third time I mention it now, but has anybody during this quarantine period like been drinking a lot more? It feels like that time between yeah. Christmas Mate, Yesterday and about three o'clock crack I a beer open. Yeah, yesterday at three o'clock I popped open a beer and is fell asleep after that. It's just... What kind of consequences is this going to be on the on the <laughs> world? I mean, I guess I guess we're already screwed, so yeah. whatever happens, happens. And if you've got to do it drunk, then you've got to do it drunk. Yeah. Uh, so our teenagers they get to the cabin. Oh no, they uh, they stop off at like a petrol station, 
which is yeah. which oh, is yeah. the standard. You have to do that in a cabin horror movie. Yeah. Uh, it's like a little kid with like a mullet or something like Pat Sharp. It's Pat <laughs> Sharp from Funhouse. It's his son, <laughs> Matt Sharp, and Matt Sharp Matt just Sharp, like yeah. sat there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on it's like a porch thing, and then um, someone what, I can't remember who it is. I think it's the main. Uh, I think it's the guy from Paul. The main character, yeah. Yeah. So Paul. he sits next to him and he put like pats him on the head, or something. <laughs> I know he offers him a satsuma, and um, Pat Matt Sharp bites him. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. why he bites happened. him, <laughs> and then the the guy comes out and says, "Everybody knows you shouldn't sit next to." Pat or Matt Sharp. <laughs> Everything is. Well, you shouldn't sit next to Pat Sharp. That's why we did his hair like that. So you might think he was Pat Sharp and not sit there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So then that kind of just happens, doesn't it? And then they end up going to the cabin. There's not much. Uh, no, yeah. there's, there's, a bit, there's a bit more. They're gone. Because uh, they go into the shop with like, the guy that's zoning it. And they're like, um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, what's this for? And they're like, oh. oh, that's for this. And then they spot a gun. And don't worry, I'm not going to say it. But they were like, what's that for? And then there's like, obviously, a blatant bit of racism when he's like, that's for the. Yeah. I'm not going to say that's it. That's for yeah. the bloody <laughs> Edwards. And uh, yeah. it says to sort of kind of initially show off that these are the backwards people who, who yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, they're idiots, uh, but dangerous. Idiots. I didn't. It- I didn't expect it to be a setup for anything, though. No, me neither. <laughs> yeah. no. I didn't expect that. I thought it was just a throwaway <laughs> bit. You know, we're supposed to think, oh, yeah. these bloody backwards people living in the living in the sticks. Bless yeah. them. So they get to the cabin, and um, who we got? So Marcy, and I think it's Bert, who has lovely blonde hair. Uh, he get they get to it pretty much straight away, and he gets a thumb up the bum, I believe. Yeah. yeah, he likes it though. He really likes it. Yeah. Like, ah! <laughs> Wasn't his name Jeff, the blonde guy? Oh, have I got to mix that? Oh, okay. Yeah. So Jeff. Yeah, Bert, Draco, Draco like Malfoy. The name of the yeah. Dumb guy. <laughs> so Draco Malfoy gets a thumb up the bum, and um, <laughs> at the same time, uh, Bert Bert's the, the, the sort of jockey sort of guy. I guess I don't know what he is really, but he's got. a a gun and he, he's shooting he's like a squirrels. jock slash just like just too over the top and loud like if yeah. you were mates with him you'd just be like just chill out for five minutes mate yeah just chill out for five minutes please trying to have a lovely <laughs> chat here yeah uh and then we've got um paul and karen the the our main character and the girl next door type they're sort of uh, i think they go to the lake or something and they're sort of floating around and he's perving on her pretty strongly yep. But they're he's doing a lot of perving. He's doing, yeah, he's doing a lot of perving a lot of the time, isn't he? Yeah. It seems Just... it seems really outdated now because like he they try to set it up like he's this kind of romantic character who's really he just has a crush on this girl for a long time. But the way it goes about it is really quite just yeah not right. <laughs> Twitter is eighteen yeah. years old. This film is it? Yeah, eighteen years old. That's insane. Yeah, that's pretty insane. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so there's a bit where Bert is like shooting squirrels, isn't he? He's shooting squirrels. He's out with his gun. Is it? I mean, it's like a proper rifle, isn't it? It's not like an air rifle or anything. He's he's going around with a proper gun, shooting squirrels, and uh, yeah, he shoots the uh, the hermit who is obviously a lot more disfigured and bloated and bloody than he was than we was when we saw him originally. Yeah, 
Yeah, he's got really bad eczema. It's like um, his face is like peeling off and bleeding. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. ...and oozing and stuff. Uh, and he's like, I just want to... What does he want? I just want a can of Coke. What's it? I don't know. He, he wants a friend or, so, or he doesn't want to get shot. That's what he wants. I just want to not get shot. <laughs> Don't shoot me. He's like, have you got any pseudocreme for my sores? <laughs> I have a little bit. We've got pseudocreme, but it's all ours, okay? Get, over, get out of here. You don't want this. Um, yeah. So Bert accidentally shoots him against the man's wishes. and <laughs> <laughs> You bloody shot me. Sorry, did you not want that? <laughs> I specifically told you not to shoot me. Oh, I thought you said shoot me. Okay, uh, so... <laughs> He, um, but like he, he runs away or something. Bert gets in the car and drives away. I don't know. Bert escapes and he doesn't tell anyone. Because yeah. What, what could you say? Hi, guys. Yeah. I shot he doesn't tell anyone. It's almost like he doesn't tell anyone just because plot. Because what you need to turn up later and scare everybody, I guess. I don't know. It's all a bit mad, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah. And then that night they gather around a campfire. Oh, Classic. okay. Yeah. This is when Eli Roth turns up. It's weird that he cast himself in his film in this role. Although he does do pretty well. He's uh, Dr. Mambo. He's got like a really uh, over-the-top stoner voice. Hey, man. Yeah, and he definitely does look like someone from... A cross between someone from a new metal band. And uh, who else? He looks a little bit like the singer from... Um, what are they called? All-Star. Thinking... Well, it's a band who did All-Star. Why can't I think, Why can't I think of what they're called? Smashmouth. Smashmouth. Yeah, Smashmouth. He looks a little bit like yeah, a slightly it, yeah. not quite as skit, not yeah. quite as chunky singer from Smashmouth. I was getting some Wes Borland vibes as well, a bit of Limp Bizkit. Yeah, sort of. Vibes. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Did he have a Did he have a soul patch in my I head? He he's did. got a soul yeah, patch. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. he had like quite a long one. Yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what we need to do. Maybe in isolation, we need to all bring back the soul patch. I don't think I'd grow it there <laughs> properly, or like it doesn't grow heavily. I don't know. Yeah, mine's a bit, mine's a bit blonde, but you know, maybe, maybe I'll do it. Maybe we'll see what happens. He's got a, he's got a diet. 
He's got a dog, uh, like an Alsatian, I think. Um, What's the dog called? Like Doctor something? Doctor Mambo. That's what the dog's called, Doctor Mambo. Yeah, he's pronounced. Hey, Doctor Mambo! Don't worry about Doctor Mambo. Yeah, he's a good boy. And he does. They obviously all pretty much want him to leave until he says he's got a big old, big old bag of weed. I mean, like a huge bag of weed. Too big a bag of weed. Yeah, comically big. And they're like, oh, actually, maybe you could stay for a bit, yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. Uh, okay, so when it rains, he goes... I mean, I guess it's just setting up the stuff for the dog later on. Uh, but anyway, so he goes... Uh, and I think it's that night or... Later that night, I guess, when they get attacked by the hermit. Yeah, the hermit. What's the hermit been doing all this time? He's been shot. He's been laying He's in stumbling the... Stumbling his way to the cabin. Yeah, Dumbledore's way to the cabin. Yeah, and he and he's like begging for help. He's like melting by this point. He's like that guy in Robocop who gets a radioactive waste. Maybe not quite as bad, but uh, he looks covered covered from head to toe in Dolmio. He's just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ravioli man. It's Rugu. Yeah, um... <laughs> don't worry, Andy. It's just bolognese. <laughs> We do yeah. get one moment just before he arrives, though, which I can see where they're going for in the comedy element, but it just seems really out of place. No, no, when they're all no. like swapping sex stories, and uh, Bert, the kind of the dumb guy, talks about the experience he's had with his dog. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't he say something like he was jerking off and the dog came and. Yeah, his his dog started and... like, licking his asshole. I swear I've yeah. heard that as a stand up routine. In a couple of places at some point. Before. I mean, it's a great story, isn't it? It's a great story. When <laughs> someone tells you that, you go, bloody hell, what a legend you are. Yeah. What a legend. <laughs> yeah. Indulging in bestiality just for kicks. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, like, that's... Sorry, <laughs> I, can't get, I can't get off the subject. <laughs> I feel like if I was doing that and a dog even looked at me, I felt like it put me off. Yeah. I just wouldn't. I wouldn't understand why you do it with a dog in the room. Yeah, yeah, get out of here! <laughs> Scratching to come back in. It's a long time. It's a long time. Wait, so I, I must have missed out on this bit when he's talking about it, but I sort of vaguely remember him. But did he say he, he enjoyed it? Then the dog was licking his ass and he enjoyed it. Does he go on about? Enjoyed it, yeah. How did he invite blood. invite the dog to do it next time? Did he? Did he go into that detail? Peanut butter. Butter. <laughs> Peanut butter on the gooch. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Well, from experience, yeah. man, or... <laughs> <laughs> Who's to say? Uh, what happens next? Well, the, 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 the um, Bernie. Now, what's his name? Henry. <laughs> it's not Bernie. Uh, so Henry uh, is like, help. And they start attacking him, beating him with sticks and stuff. But he's like, help. And they're like, we are. And they're beating him with sticks. <laughs> we're trying to beat, <laughs> trying to beat the virus out of you. Um, we beat the virus out of you, then it'll be. And they, he gets in the car and he starts like vomiting up uh, jets of hot cabin fever juice all over the uh, car, and they get him out. And then they're like, "We'll really help you this time." And they set him on fire. How does he? How does he set on fire? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. How does he end up on fire? I think Do one of them is trying to scare him off with like a stick with a bit of fire on the end, like kind of yeah. like, ah, stay back, and yeah. they must catch him. And 
It turns out all the bloody gooey's covered it is really is really highly flammable. And uh, he goes up goes up like a tinderbox. Yeah. Yeah, so they pretty much fuck it, don't they? He makes a big old mess. He's vomiting vomiting all inside the car. So like we're pretty much screwed now. Uh and then what happens after what happens after that? They wow. just all uh, well, they go to bed. They go to bed. Might be that. No, it's not that. Uh, but yeah, well, the next morning, um, what's his name? Freaks out and takes the car. Bert takes the car. No, yeah, no, no. Is I think. That right? So I think what happens next is that the de- there's a police deputy, Winston, comes up, and he says he'll sh- he'll send a tow truck up there to basically help them get their car. I think the car doesn't run at this stage. Is that right? Yeah. Well, uh, it looks like it would. I don't like, know what they would have done at the this end. This is like the weirdest police deputy ever. I mean, he's literally just <laughs> yeah. some dude with a bike and a little tash. And I'm like, I wouldn't trust him as far as I could throw him. He's definitely drinking with underage girls. Do, yeah, all he wants to do is party. He's like, go back inside and party, guys. Go back inside and party. It's 11 a.m., all right? <laughs> I haven't had my coffee yet. <laughs> the beans are filling on the campfire as we speak. Daddy yeah. beans, you want some beans? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and then the, Karen's like upset after the uh, obviously everything that happened with the hermit, and then but Paul manages to calm her down. So again, we're kind of made to think that Paul's like a nice, sensitive type. He really does care about her, but then all of that is pretty much immediately <laughs> thrown by the wayside yeah. as he commits sexual assault. Where he's like, she's asleep, is she? That means she wants me to touch her vagina. Definitely. Um, so whilst he's doing that... Um, <laughs> the blasé. He realizes, whilst he's doing that, he realizes to it. that um, she's all full of uh, cabin fever. Um, so she's like... He's, yeah. like it's, a, it's a pretty horrific scene, I guess. So he, he, he lifts his hands out um, and uh, covered in blood. It's like, oh dear. Oh dear, what do we do here? So um, he he uh, screams, I think, and then he yeah. runs away he out of the bedroom. Pulls about a blanket. We see she's got a big old horrible sore like on the inside of her leg. Yeah, uh, he goes to he goes to wash himself. I think there's blood all over the sink as well. So there's a little poo, and then um, <laughs> and then yeah. and Bert... then the gr- and then the group and the group do what they should do in a situation like this is immediately make sure <laughs> <laughs> immediately make sure she self isolates. <laughs> yeah. freezing cold bare shed with barely a shred of clothes on chuck her in there have you noticed how like angry Bert becomes like immediately at her I think he starts calling her a whore yeah you stupid dumb whore yeah 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 it's weird it's, it's overkill, overkill yeah I mean just invite her outside I've got some nice treats I've got some nice <laughs> gummy bears for you outside. Then chuck them out blindly yeah. and nicely. Um, so they you... isolate. So this is the classic thing. Was sort of obviously in a horror film when a group of close friends or a group of group what are they even close friends? I mean they're, they don't seem it. Yeah, as soon as one becomes really like each other, <laughs> no, they don't. Do they? They bloody hate each other. <laughs> Jesus Christ! They should have stayed at home for spring break. What was the point? <laughs> So this is like the classic of when one of them gets bitten, I guess, by a zombie, and then you're like, right, we don't really want to kill them, but we want to just keep them away from us because we don't want the yeah. infection. 
stay in the shed. Yeah. So uh, I like how the when people obviously start getting the infection, I like how it, it deteriorates them because they automatically they just look a little bit like dark under the eyes. Yeah, within, within seconds. Yeah. 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 <laughs> within seconds, uh, pale, I guess, like some a few like lesions on the face and all over. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. I like oh. how you can sort of tell. You can tell someone's been infected before it's even essentially been revealed that they're infected. I always feel like, uh, you know, in the remake of Dawn of the Dead, you know, Matt yeah. Frewer, uh, Max Headroom guy, he, yeah. his look of like the pre-zombie look is the pinnacle of that. Yeah. I'm, I'm Sunken eyes. Yeah. 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 That's, I need to watch that film again. It's, it's a good film. Um, it's got, it's got, it's got a zombie baby in it. Oh, it has. Yeah. Lovely. Um, Very lovely. So, okay. So... Karen's in the shed. Bert steals the car, I believe, and he goes riding into town. We then we get this, this crazy scene where he, go, he goes back to the petrol station. I don't. Where is he going? He's going to get some. He's going to the hospital. He's going to get drugs. Okay. <clears throat> so he starts at the petrol station. Is that Pat Sharp is still sitting on that bench? Uh, yeah. Why does Pat Sharp like? It's like some flying kicks. Hello. You know how I hate flying <laughs> kicks. <Cool. laughs> Why not, man? Why, why not? He he's shouts, passing the time. It seems like he's he's sat on that porch all day, every day, isn't he? Uh, as soon as someone turns up, he shows off his kung fu skills and uh, bites up pancakes and bites somebody with a with a skinny eating disease. Yeah, but instantly, as soon as he bites in there, go on, go on, right. Maybe he's the real hero of the film, and like every time we cut back to him, he's learnt more ninja moves. Yeah. Um, is that actually just about him kind of getting, you know, his belt in ninja, whatever, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, they're pretty good moves, so I was pretty impressed by it. Yeah, they're all right. All right. I give one out four. I give him a low two and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's being generous. No, it's good. Um, um, oh my god! Yeah. So, there's a there's there's a weird bit. I thought I should should re- mention this bit as well. There's a weird bit earlier where Jeff and Bert have a, like a bet, like who can drink beer basically constantly during the trip. And we understand that obviously this comes into it because when we find out that the disease is spread through the water, we truly find out that. Um, Jeff has actually still been drinking just beer constantly. He hasn't consumed any water, which is why he doesn't contract the disease for as long as he does. There's uh, a bit there's yeah. a bit where he's terrified he's scared of becoming infected, so he takes the beer and leaves. Um and kind of just walks off into the wilderness, I guess, yeah, just to drink he, his he beers. And, like a big part of the film, doesn't he? And then Yeah. Do you reckon they just like he had something to do during the filming where he's like, We'll just write you out for this for a few, <laughs> yeah, a few scenes. Oh, I'll go to a family, family, family wedding. Sorry. <laughs> go ahead. Um, it, it shows how much they obviously don't like each other and don't have any loyalty for their friends. Because as soon as Jeff's away, Paul bangs his girlfriend. Yeah. Well, there's that weird, there's that weird scene where she's saying it's like we're in a playing falls to the ground, um, and I find that really arousing. Or <laughs> he says like, uh, if you're gonna die anyway, you. You just want to find someone and put their brains out. So they have like really awkward sex. 
This is one of the least yeah. sexy sex scenes I've ever seen. <laughs> it was yeah, really just, just like, like pushing it in shoulders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was just like I didn't believe like why are they doing this? It almost felt like a sex scene just for the sake of a sex scene. Um also felt a bit pissed there, off. Because obviously because he gets his hands on her back and that spreads the infection, mm. I think. Like that's that was the only purpose of them getting into that position. Yeah, I felt a bit annoyed yeah. as well because I kind of thought, right, so he's sexually assaulted someone and then now he's like getting laid. I'm almost like, come on, dude. Whilst his girlfriend is in the game. shed. Well, she's not his girlfriend, but you know. Not his girlfriend, yeah. but yeah, she's in the shed. She's in the shed, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. <laughs> so then what's her face starts to get uh, worse now. So it starts off with the back marks and she's like, Paul, you really wrecked my back. You've got cabin fever on the back. Yeah. <laughs> you quit your nails. I played classical guitar. Thank you very much. And um... <laughs> <laughs> I've got a little cocaine fingernail, actually. <laughs> this one. Perfect little bub. <laughs> so um, she starts to get symptoms pretty quick, I believe. I think she gets in a bath and then that's it. It's game over. Yeah. Uh, she's yeah. Like shaving you know, like legs. when you're. Yeah, you know, you're in a yeah. hot, hot bath and your skin goes all a bit red. It's just like that, but with an extra skinny and disease. And she thinks, oh, I'll shave these legs. They're ever so prickly. When you this stop, is pretty effective, though. Wouldn't you just feel like, I'll just not shave my legs today? They don't, I, they don't look like they need like it. She, <laughs> it almost looks like she doesn't realize because she's kind of crying and doing it. But then it's not until like she shaves the third amount of flesh off of her leg that she kind of screams. Yeah. Like she didn't know it before. Say, out, of, out of all the gory bits in the film, that's the only bit that got to me because I could just imagine like the razor going over the infection, just like ugh, ugh. Yeah, yeah. It, it was effective. It was definitely one of those moments. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> um. So where's Bert? What's he up to at this point? So I think at this time, like the people from the convenience store, like uh, the family of of Pat Sharp. They all kind of decide that they're gonna come up to the cabin and and fuck shit up. They all like bring guns and stuff, I guess, because they're they realise yeah, something's going down. Bert back. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Right, okay. And they they shoot Bert in the stomach or something, right? Um, so I don't think they get there yet. Okay. Uh, yeah, right. I think I think initially initially um, Marcy, who's covered in blood, runs outside. And she gets mauled to death by Dr. Mambo. Dr. Mambo! Yeah. But Dr. Mambo uh, also gets in the shed, right? And he's just like yeah, yeah. munching away on on uh, Karen's face. Yeah. So Dr. Mambo is having a whale of a time. He's just... Uh, Why is Dr. Mambo like uh, <laughs> trying to hunt them? Like he's... Yeah. Maybe he's a cabin fever smell. Or We're almost something. made to think that like, Dr. Mambo is just like... As soon as blood... As soon as there's blood, yeah. almost like a shark, suddenly Dr. Mambo wants to feed. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. No and right about. Never to that, is there? <laughs> yeah. Around about this time, Paul discovers the hermit's corpse floating in a reservoir nearby. And then we get a classic following some pipes <laughs> to realize it leads to the cabin, as if we wouldn't put two and two together. But, you know. He pokes it with a stick as well, right? And then he. And the ladder breaks and he tumbles in. Oh, yeah. To be fair, when that ladder broke, I felt for him. I was like, oh no! Of all the places you could fall directly on top of the floating corpse. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. 
<laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's unlucky. But um, yeah, so basically it's all kicked off now. People are dying. Uh, Paul goes back, finds Marcy's remains, Dr. Mambo feeding on Karen. Uh, and he kills Dr. Mambo, who's going for him as well for some reason. And he's not got a cabin fever, although he might have now he fell in the water. I don't know why uh, this yeah. dog's, mo- I don't know what this dog's motives are. Yeah, yeah, nor, nor do I. But I'm kind of thinking Paul could have got it out of about one, one of ten ways at this point. Yeah. He definitely would have got it falling into the lake with the corpse. Yeah. yeah. Did he fall in with his mouth open? <laughs> he swallowed, oh, swallowed a load of water. Yeah. Screwed. Okay, so um, now the people turn up, right? They're not the hunters, but the, the petrol shop owners. They turn up with guns. Yeah. And... Um, they kill bits with a, with a gun, with a bullet. Yeah, so they kill Bert. Isn't he just like, he's in the cabin, he's pretty much dying, uh, and he sort of waits in the cabin with, with, with his gun, and as soon as they open it, they just shoot him. That's right, isn't it? He yeah, didn't get much. Right, yeah. yeah. He doesn't get much of a fitting end, really, does he? Well, I say fitting end, but he doesn't really get any sort of end. take one out on his way down? I think, uh, I, think I think it's yeah. only what's his name that takes him out, right? It's um, yeah. I think yeah. Paul hits one of them in the face with a shovel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Paul hits one. He falls back and shoots the other one, and That's then right, he yeah. hits the other one with like a screwdriver. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The stupid one. Why is screw, the yeah. three. first of all? Why is why is Paul suddenly so like good at? We don't know his Olympia. history. His history of violence. Like, he was yeah, an assassin at some point. All, all they would have had to do, right, is not make him sexually assault somebody, and he would have been a much better protagonist, somebody that we would have been actually yeah. rooting for. As soon as he does that, it's like, well, can't wait for him to die now. And he doesn't. He sort of has a redeeming arc, essentially, for a while, doesn't he? Killing people. Does he, though? Because the people are trying to contain... I mean, I know they're not doing the best way, but they're trying to contain the virus, and then he just starts killing them all. And then he goes, yeah. I'm going to go spread this virus. Because he's all bloody. Yeah. And he walks and he goes to the, the campfire. Yeah, but why? The... Yeah, why? What's the, what's the point? Come on, man. You just want to watch the hospital. world burn. Yeah. Um, so he uh, gets... By the way, the, the makeup of Karen when she says her lips uh, bit off was pretty good, I thought. Pretty horrific. Um, so he gets to the... Yeah. He gets to the party. There's like... Um, Winston, the police person's there. Uh, they're all having playing songs. I can't remember what song they're playing. It might be a made up one. All songs mm. are made up there. Oh yeah, so, it's a really, oh, it's a really weird song. It's a really weird song and like a really shit song. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it sounds like the kind of song that somebody just is literally making up on the spot, and you go, "Come on, mate." Yeah. Come on, mate. Go back and put some effort in. This is, so, okay. This is why Paul isn't the hero. Because he starts attacking the people. I think he 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 push he elbows a harmonica down someone's throat. Yeah, which isn't impossible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but if he's not the hero, then why haven't we got a hero? Why is there well, not a hero in this? I think when Paul arrives in this like weird underage drinking party thing, he um I think he's trying to get the help, but then they get the calling on the radio, don't they, to say like. Oh, these kids are infected. Shoot them, and then that's why it all gets yeah, that's right. from guys. 
Yeah, but the, the musicians weren't going to... They probably would have run away or something. He, I think he... I think one of the musicians was saying, what are you waiting for? Shoot him. The musicians wanted him to die, all right? They deserved it. Okay, I don't know if they deserve to die. He's disrupting the terrible song. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if the if the uh, harmonica guy dies, does he? Because he's definitely just inhaled of a harmonica and it's playing. Well, it's like throat. horizontal in his throat, like a cartoon. <laughs> cartoon, yeah. <laughs> but also, yeah. when he turns up, he's like, "Hey, what's the what's the cop called? Deputy Winston? What happened to the tow truck?" And he's like, "Ah, oh, goddamn, I forgot it." He, do you know who he reminds yeah. me of? He looks a little bit like Norman Reedus, but like shit, yeah. Norman Reedus. <laughs> yeah, he got the bad genes. He's like the clone yeah. that should have got eaten. He's a twin that should have got eaten in the wound. But in twenty years, you're going to be a protagonist in a Hideo Kojima video game. He's like, nah. What me, Deputy Winston? Don't <laughs> think so. Underage drinkers. I kind of felt like he was a character from Superbad. Like he would have been more at home in like the police team. Yeah, I what you mean. Yeah. They but... kind of needed to like dial into his comedy a little bit more, though. I think because again, another character in this film that kind of. Is not one thing or another. Kind of feel like I needed more from him. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what's his name? Starts smashing everyone up. Winston gives him. I oh, know he he bashes Winston. He does something to Winston. Doesn't kill him, but he knocks yeah, him out. Yeah, he knocks him out. I think. Yeah, clocks and, him on the noggin. Yeah, and then he gets in a wait. He gets hit by a truck or something. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so yeah this is weird. He like lies down in front of a truck, but the truck stops, and then they take him to hospital. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he thinks that's the only way he's going to be able to get to hospital is if you know, because if he just flags one down, maybe they'll know that there's some kids out there with a flesh-eating disease. I don't know. Who knows how it how it works? Yeah. So the hospital, there's like a the the local authorities are asking him how he got the disease. I think he tries to tell them, but can't quite because he's parched. Ironically enough, <laughs> he just—he's—I'm dying for a Fanta. <laughs> if you've got a Fanta on you, have you got fifty p for the? Have you got fifty p for the can machine, please? <laughs> sorry, it's, sorry, it's a pound these days. Inflation. Uh, and he tries to scream. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> um. So then, uh, the local authorities are like, okay, we'll sort it out, uh, and they go to the cabin. Where Blondie has been living in a cave or something, he goes into the cabin. He's like, he's rejoicing because he's he's made it and he's dead good, really proud of himself. Uh, but then there's like about twenty people with machine guns or shotguns or something, and they they start blasting him up. Uh, mm-hmm. So he he's dead. And then there's a so the ending is really weird because. It looks like the, the the town goes on as if it's all normal. Paul is now like dying in a ditch, but isn't quite dead. So I don't. He hasn't survived, but he won't survive. Um, and then the town is like, oh, it's like selling lemonade. It's like lemonade stands. They're they're having a whale at a time with, with the water. Water fights. Yeah, the the kids took early, didn't they? They got the water out the lake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. So, and then we get the really weird ending bit, which is the punchline to that joke with a guy. Some gangsters turn up randomly. <laughs> they're not like gangsters. I don't know. Um. I guess, I guess like we're made fans. to think they're gangsters, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's proper like 
I, I don't know if it's like it's quite racial stereotyping, there, isn't it? Like they they play some hip hop music, and then these three black characters. It's, it in. almost makes me feel like Eli Roth had this joke, and he was like, "Right, I've got this joke, I've got this visual payoff that I want to put in a film," and he wrote a film simply to have that payoff in there. He had that ready to go years yeah. before he wrote any scripts. Yeah, yeah. So obviously they turn up, and the the store owner from earlier who said that the gun was for the N words. He I was actually cleaning it for these lovely folk. Was yeah. he cleaning it, fixing it? And he's like, "Here it is." He's holding. And he kind of like yeah. he kind of greets them with like, "What does he do? Like fist bump them?" And no, oh, he's just. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't see it coming. It was <laughs> at a left field. I, it was kind of ridiculous. I had to like rewind and like kind of watch the minute before that. Going like, "Wait, where the hell did that just come from?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah man, insane. it's pretty nuts. But I mean, that, that kind of um, sums up the tone of the movie. I mean, it is a bit all over the place in a way. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's interesting. It's, I'll give you that. It's not, it's an easy watch. Mm. It doesn't, it's not yeah, so a then, at all. So then the kind of the final, the final bit is that the, at the convenience store, these kids have like been making lemonade. They've used some water from the creek and they're sampling it to, to everybody, aren't they? They're like giving it to people, giving yeah. it to police officers. Mm-hmm. And then there is a bit in the post credits as well, which is like there's a large truck filled with like a, like a water truck, and I guess it's like been taking water from the creek as well. Yeah. And that being yeah. seen leaving the store, so I guess we're trying to make to think the cabin the cabin fever is going to take over. And there we go. Yeah. yeah. Has it got like a two thousands new metal song playing at the end i feel like it, no, it hasn't it? No, we got a country the, song the, the town are like playing on their ukuleles and stuff yeah, aren't they? yeah. oh yeah 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 um okay i got there some we, trivia there we go okay you ready ryan yep okay number one which big shot hollywood director stopped production of his movie to screen cabin fever to his casting crew not once but three times Jesus. so the film came out in 2002, so there's got to be something around then. I'm just trying to, You said... You I, said a, sorry, Ben, carry on. I was going to say... I'm going to say Tarantino just because I knew he, yeah. he, was, oh, loved, yeah. he loved him. He loved him at one point, didn't he? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you want me Tarantino? Yeah, why not? I was okay. going to guess the same, yeah. Actually, Peter Jackson, uh, when they were filming Return of the King, he stopped because he's such a big fan of the film. Uh, oh, my God! Play it to his well, it's Peter Jackson, so like a you know, dead alive, yeah, 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 that kind of stuff. Um, okay, number two, who got out a ruler to measure an ass crack during the making of the film? Uh, who, who got out a ruler to measure an ass, an ass crack during the making of the film? Um, yes, and Elo Roth, and <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't why would anyone else? Yeah. I don't know. Unless okay. he was really wanted it in the shot. He's like, I need three centimetres of ass crack. Okay, any more, okay. any less. Hang on, okay. So, I'll have to read this whole thing out here. So, during her sex scene with Ryder Strong, Eli Roth wanted Karina Vincent to be completely naked. But Vincent, who had previously played a student who never wore clothes in Not Another Teen Movie, was concerned that overexposing herself would lead to her being typecast and refused to bear her rear in cabin fever. The standoff between director and actress became so intense that Vincent informed Roth that if he truly wanted a naked ass in scene, he would have to get another actress to play the role. Eventually, they came to a compromise, and she said, you can show one inch of my ass on the film, no more, no less. 
So when they started to film it, Roth brought a ruler and he literally measured the <laughs> amount of ass crack on on view uh, to make sure that they were getting their maximum, getting their like you know money's worth of butt crack. <laughs> Can you imagine that standoff? And she was like, "You can show one inch," and he just had that ready to go. How would she know? How would he like he yeah. measure it, and then he could just pull it down a bit more? Or I don't know. That's one inch. It's like a, the entire yeah. thirty centimeters. Yeah, it's. Um, it's How would you maintain that as well? Because surely, if she was like tape. wrapped in, there's like a tape. Some sheets, okay. uh, tape on the butt. <laughs> okay. That makes sense. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, so it was the other rough. Well done. Uh, number three, which scene was made upon the spot on account of someone having a black belt? Uh, on account of someone having a what? Sorry? A black belt. Black belt. Oh, it must be that kid. Yeah. <laughs> the pancake scene was made up during filming yeah. after Eli Ruff saw Matthew Helms match up. Practicing Taekwondo during a break, he discovered the house was a real life black belt, so he decided to add a scene to give us a chance for the kid to show off his moves. Good stuff. Uh, there we go, the real um, hero of the film. Yeah. Uh, number four, how many times does the Winston character say the word party? I'm going to say seven times. Okay, seven. What are you going for, Ben? Uh, sorry, Ryan, I'm going to go for eight. Actually, 15. He says the word party no 15 way. times. Um, party, 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 party. Party. We'll, we'll party. on a, a name game round. So, Ryan, if you're aware, name game is where um, the name of the film is Cabin Fever. So there'll be another name of another film that will rhyme or sound very similar to Cabin Fever. And I'll give you the synopsis okay. and you have to say the name of the film. <laughs> That's uh, so <coughs> it's made up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <coughs> uh, okay. So this film is about a group of teenagers who go to the woods and develop oh, killer asthma. Killer asthma. It's got a rhyme with cabin fever. To a degree. <laughs> to a, to a degree. <laughs> Half rhyme. <laughs> I'm broke. I'm an Eva. Weaver, fever. Oh, I'm gonna be rubbish at this game. Oh my god, I can't even think of a single word. I feel like I'm gonna let you down here, Luke. If, Andy, a clue. if Andy was here, uh, cabin Weezer. Ah, oh. <laughs> I was trying to think Weezer, but then I couldn't think of what the first word would be. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it's, it, yeah, it's still in the cabin. Um, Is it? Always, are they all yeah. in the cabin? Yeah. Right, I got it. <laughs> it's not, yeah, yeah. You can fill the details. It's not a real film, so. Yep. They're all in the cabin. Uh, okay, so we need to rate the film. Well done, by the way, you've all got five out of five. Oh, was there only one? I was waiting for more than one of them. Uh, you like them? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I do like them. Give me another one, please. Um, yeah. Some kids go to a cabin and they have to, um, they all get, uh, they all eat bad Chutney, and they're all throwing up. <laughs> Chutney! <laughs> Cabin. Come on, you're five seconds. Oh, five. Oh, four, oh no! Three. Cabin. Cabin. Two. I don't know. This is difficult what? this week, Luke. Cabin Heaver. Well, I did make it up on the spot. Oh, <laughs> heaver. You made it up on the spot? <laughs> Just like the Taekwondo kid at this scene. 
pancakes. Okay. Um, yeah, it's been to rate the film. Ryan, as your uh, guest for, to, for this week, did you want to give us your rating? Yep. Uh, um, so going by the, the letter ratings you guys do, I'd probably say it's around about a D because I think we were chatting before about uh, D oh. would be sort of like a 2.5. I, I didn't think it was great. <laughs> okay. Okay. Maybe a D plus. Okay. Interesting. Ben, what are you going to go for? So, I think I'm I'm feeling pretty similar to Ryan in terms of like how much I enjoyed it, but at the same time, I think it's got a few. Even though kind of, it's kind of like of its time, it's still got a few like redeemable qualities to it. Um, so even though it feels a bit dated, I can kind of see why people would have enjoyed it and why you probably would still enjoy it now. Uh, characters are lacking for me. I feel like if I had better characters. It might have been a better film. I just feel yeah. like there's no characters who've got any redeemable qualities. There's no clear protagonist. There's no there's no one really that isn't just a total douche. So for that reason, I think I'm gonna go for a D plus as well. Okay. Well, I agree Arsh? with all of those points. But I will say I feel like this film is still quite fun. I feel like it's um it's got a lot of fun moments. Um it's very silly. Even if it may be intentional or not, I don't know. Like the pancake scene, um, I don't know. It's a very watchable film. Um, I was going to give it a C plus. Oh, a C plus! Yeah. God, you've gone gone yeah. hella high up. Okay, okay. You're always more generous than me, anyway, Luke. So uh, why change now, eh? Yeah, uh, Ryan. So where can people follow you remotely? Uh, so um, I do some reviews on Instagram not just horror films, just I, I do new films. Um, so if you search Chiz Reviews, C-H-I-Z Reviews on Instagram, you'll find those. Uh, when the cinemas are back open, I'll hopefully get some new ones on the go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is it uh, only, oh, yeah. <laughs> only new films? Or, uh, did yeah, you all... I, I kind of I started it just to... Um, it's, it's only for my own benefit, really, just to like track of what i'm seeing and if, if i'm writing down what i'm seeing and letting other people know like what i thought of them i'm more motivated yeah. to keep checking out what's you know what's being released yeah yeah cool uh so ben you're at ben underscore errington at ben, ben underscore errington on everything yeah well maybe not everything but you know all the stuff that matters cool uh and i'm luke of kind of kate on just about everything, I think. Um, so, a good patron over at patreon.com forward slash Hawk and Cleaver. Thanks to Kovac Cameron for our theme music. Thanks to Acast for hosting this show. Thanks to the listeners. If you enjoyed the show, please consider giving us a rating and review on iTunes. Remember to hit subscribe. Come over to the Facebook group, Horror Hangout Board of Advisors. Thanks to my co host Ben for being a writer dude, but many, many thanks to our guest this week, Mr. Ryan Chisholm. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Ryan. It's been a pleasure. No worries, guys. Thank you for having me on. I've enjoyed it. Nice, indeed. Very fun.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.